but I wanted to, to say uh, one, one more thing and then give you a chance for a little feedback. And um, the thing that I would say is that when I, I really want to challenge you to have a group of at least five people in your church praying regularly, revival prayer, the things we talked about, the... Um, the ten marks of a revival culture, those four things that we used to pray for on Sunday night, you know, the lost by name, uh, revival, world missions, church planning, church revitalization. Uh, pray through the Word and pray expectantly for God to work. Don't give up. Pray, pray, pray. Do not give up. Now, when you do that, see, our tendency is to think... All right, we need, a, we need a prayer ministry. What's our strategy? We need an evangelism ministry. What's our methodology? Of course there's a place for that. But this is not the issue. The issue is right here. It's in the heart. It's in the heart. When our hearts are right, we'll find a way to evangelize. It, it, it'll be very easy. And then, and then once we're doing that, then we're saying, you know, maybe we could find this particular tool or that particular tool. But right now, it's a hard issue. There's a church in Birmingham that's asked me to help them. This is interesting. This is Third Presbyterian Church. The church is 129 years old. They're now on their third pastor in the history of the church. Can you believe that? This guy's been here 37 years, and the guy before that was like 50, you know. Amazing. Anyway, downtown church was really struggling. Now they're starting to see some revitalization coming in. And they've asked me to come in and help them. And I've said to them, well, first thing, we're, I preached a couple weeks ago. I said, next thing we're doing, we're going to have four hours of prayer. Because they're, they're people say, oh, I don't know about that eight-hour stuff, man. I don't think we can handle it. I said, okay, let's wade into the water a little bit. Let's do a four-hour. Then we're going we're gonna to step it up and do a longer one. But I'm telling them, I said, now look, you got to get to the place where you're doing evangelistic ministry, but let's pray and ask God to do that kind of work in us first. And so what, what's going to happen is, if you're praying in this way, God will begin to give the people, particularly in your prayer group, an evangelistic zeal. That will happen. And uh, when do you want to say something? She's not preaching, by the way, okay? <laughs> now, when we went to Connecticut, people up there didn't, I mean, a lot of them have never even been in church. And then the ones who have been in church just were more mortified at the fact that we were talking about doing evangelism or anything like that. It was foreign to them. And so we started with a prayer group every Sunday night. And it was my, outside of worship, it was my favorite part of the week. And it was at our house. And it started small, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Fifty people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. but, um, but, so, and then what happened was they began to evangelize. I mean, there were people. There was one guy we tried to talk into doing things. I mean, he just would never do anything. And uh, but he would come to church. So, but he never came to prayer. And one day we asked him to go in downtown to the inner city because we did street evangelism in the worst part of town. And we simply wanted him to translate. He's fluent in Spanish, so we need a translator. Well, he didn't know that. We just said, would you go with us? And he goes, no. Yeah, typical Yankee, you know, straight up answer, which I like. <laughs> and uh, he said, no. Then we said, well, will you just go and translate? That's really all we're asking. He goes, oh, well, I can do that. And so he went with us. And the next thing you know that day, he was actually sharing the gospel. And he went in that day one.
Yeah. Well, a year and three months ago. A year and three months ago. The prayer meeting is still going, and they are still out doing a street evangelism by themselves. Mm-hmm. Even without the new pastor. The pastor, I don't even, I mean, he's a great guy, but that, I don't know if that's his thing at all, but they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And they do surveys, and in fact, one of the ladies called me the other day, she said, we're so excited. There are so many more people out in the, uh, it's, it's a town, you know, it's a city. We live in she said, there's so many more people that come here. And she said, it's just that much more people that we've got to do surveys mm-hmm. with. And they're just so motivated. They showed yeah. up down in Yale to help yeah. out. Right. But I believe that it came all out of that September meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were blowing the wind yeah. up on the line. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we would do these questionnaire evangelisms, evangelism things, you know, somebody say, well, you know, what, how many people joined your church through that? Not too many. In fact, I don't know if anybody actually joined the church through it. But here's what happened. Because we were drawing near to God, God drew near to us. And, and, and God brought conversions. Like the next to last Sunday I was there. Remember I told you 1% Connecticut is, is, is Christian. Uh, we had 16 people join and 12 were by profession of faith. And I don't really know how it happened. You know, I don't. I don't. How did how did this person get saved? And then how did this person? It just it just sort of happens. It's kind of like when you're challenged to tithe, and you say, "Oh, there's no way we can do that." And you go ahead and you obey God and you do it. And after you say, "How did we do that? How in the world did God provide for us in that way of faith promise or whatever it is?" And you're just sort of amazed. You stepped out in faith, and God honored that. And so it is. See, I believe. That when you are uh, out there evangelizing, God has His elect whom the Father's chosen. The Lord Jesus died for them, and in due time the Holy Spirit's going to work in them and apply that God, that salvation. And so God is going to make sure His elect get saved, and He's going to engineer circumstances to bring those people in line with people who will share Jesus. You see? So they get a harvest of souls. I don't think it's rocket science. Some people see a lot of professions of faith. They're out there. They're doing it. God engineers everything to bring it about. The reason a lot of us don't see conversions is we're not, we're not talking about Jesus. But again, this is not guilt manipulation. This is not beating you over the head. It's none of that. It's when the Spirit of God begins to move in our hearts, we'll be filled with the Spirit, and when we're filled with the Spirit, according to John 14, 15, 16, and 17, then we will do what the Spirit does. We will lift up Jesus. Tell us so, about the 32 this year. The what? The 32 out of the 100. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I had some people praying for me to have a, 100 professions of faith this year. And so I've seen 32 so far. And most of it has been on the street, you know, evangelizing. And... Um, and again, I'm always quick to say I don't. I never say they were. I never say they became Christians. I don't know. I don't know if they're Christians or not. I say to people after after they, and I don't. I don't urge them to pray a prayer unless I'm pretty sure they're tracking with me. If they die, if they're not tracking, I don't do it. And even if they say yes, I say, well, let me tell you what it's going to cost you. Here's what it's going to. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. But having said all that, I'll say to them afterwards. Now you are at best a hopeful convert. 
I don't know if it's true or not, but if it's true, then your life will begin to change. You'll have a hunger for God's Word. You'll want to be in church. You'll want to be with God's people and all that. So most of these have been one-on-one. And, uh, and so I was, uh, but I, the other day I was, I was preaching at a, a school, and uh, there was 20 professions of faith in that school. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, but, uh, but, I'm, but I'm right on track. I'm right, I'm right on track so far. So, and by the way, I don't count them in, in Uganda. That's easy. And that's that's a revival culture. That doesn't count. So, okay. Yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, there's a man in Birmingham named Jack Ann. And Jack is from a very wonderful, very well-known family in Birmingham. And uh, he wanted to be in ministry, but his family did not want to you know, because of money and things like that. So he acquiesced and go into ministry and is in, was in business and served on major boards and all that. But his heart's always been in ministry. So Jack... Been a financial manager of money, money manager, all that. But he's always wanted to do things on the side. So <laughs> he came up from Birmingham to Connecticut to help us do door-to-door street evangelism in New England. And we did it. Jack's an evangelist. He goes overseas. He just got back from England. working from Muslim books. But here's what he told me one day. He goes to UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, which is where Al goes. It's a great place to, to take people to evangelism. And he goes every week. And he says, you know, this older man on campus. And one day he said, you know, he's been doing it and doing it and doing it. And he sees professions of faith, but he never really knows much of what happens because he gives the names over to other people to follow up. Anyway, one day he said he was kind of discouraged and he thought, you know, standing there and he thought, why am I doing this? I mean, should I be coming here and doing this anymore? And he said that day he was just standing there and a girl walked by and she goes, Mr. Hand, do you remember me? Two years ago, I made, a, you know, I committed my life to Christ. I'm in church. I've joined my church. I've got started a Bible study. Got my friend come in here, the friend here with me, and she So he was like, okay. And so then a few minutes later, this guy comes walking across and says, Mr. Hand, I didn't see you. I'm walking with Jesus and all this. And he said it was like the Lord said to him, don't ask. Don't ask that question again. Just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's very encouraging yeah. to have that faith yeah. Right, let me ask y'all just in one or two minutes. What uh, what uh, are you leaving here with today? What uh, just some general impressions that you might have? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Pray. Pray until I pray. Anybody else? All right. All right. Well, I think you've got I your. Think, yeah. I think what you're talking about, 
because I was thinking 25 people, you know, it wouldn't be better going down and do about 12, you know, so we'd have more time. But I realized, like what you're talking about, even if I'm sitting there listening to others pray and pray in silence with them, that's still today, you know, in the morning, it's a couple hours of being in prayer. Yeah. Though I'm just listening to others yeah. and trying to pray along with them. Yeah. So I yeah. found that beneficial back to your point about, yeah. you know, when the Spirit comes down, even over a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And if the yeah. group was small, we probably wouldn't be able to pray that long mm-hmm. to start out with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yes, Robert. Jenny did. Jenny's gone. She did all the work. <laughs> <laughs> extra sandwiches and everything. So, 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 it's like that's you know we're told to preach the gospel yeah. and the power of God can revive this place I think I forgot to, God can revive dead bones yeah. revive amen that's a great word very important yes Carolise Just do it. That's right. From the heart. Yeah. Are we going to be organized and like pray during the services? Go to one service and pray? Or are we going to be more regularly? I mean, just what's coming up tonight? Yeah. I don't have the answer to any of those questions. No, that's fine. I got it. We had talked about this. John and I, the staff, and I'm sure Monday will talk about It'll 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 differ from every church, you know. It, it just depends. Yeah. yeah we started off uh, with some all night prayer meetings. We did a few of those. Those are hard. <laughs> Ten o'clock, nine o'clock at night to five in the morning. Um, then we did once a month for four hours on a Friday night. Then we then we settled in about an hour and a half every week. You know, you just you just have to find your way. You know what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. several folks from Covenant to uh, First Friday and he's been doing to do evangelism and um, you know there are real divine appointments and mm-hmm. it seems like just a natural mm-hmm. able to come out Amen you know, there's people already out there that's great praise the Lord and we need to encourage the people doing evangelism don't hold them back let them go encourage them to get out and do it and y'all go with them that's the best way to learn I tell people all the time you don't have to say a word I know you're scared to death just come watch 
You don't have to say anything. And then eventually they'll wade into the water a little bit, right? Yeah. All right, I think, yes. Yeah. Right. I thank you for the sound of the battle cry. Yeah. Yes. This is urgent. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks. This, we just need to pray for God to have mercy on us. Yeah. All right, uh, Robert, would you close us in prayer, please? Yes, I'd like to ask one other question. Yeah. Isn't there a move in the I'm seeing it increase, yes. I am seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing churches starting to wake up. They realize that we're woefully weak in prayer and evangelism. You know, we've always been pretty good at teaching. You know, we've good, got our theology. We've, good, we've got a lot of good preachers and teachers, you know. But we need to teach and preach not for knowledge only, but for conviction, conversion, and sanctification. That we will, Jesus said, teaching them to what? Observe all that I command. Not enough to teach. Teaching them to obey, right? That's what we're after. Okay, Robert from Moses. Father, we bow before you.